Welcome to the Sunnyside Podcast Show, episode two, even though you haven't heard episode one yet. We're recording episode two. Of course I'll have heard episode one. We don't tell them that. (laughs) Oh yeah, we just recorded it. What do you think they're going to do? How are they going to hear this first? (laughs) You had one job. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fuck that right up. (laughs) Cue the music. (laughs) Fuck's sake. another introduction you, you're happy with that i mean i'm not happy about it but it's not gonna <laughs> get any better you, you set your own standards yeah i know yeah, no it's done do no it's done all right okay we're moving on this is a I'm, PJ, I'm pjing it <laughs> when i say I'm we're done when i say we're done we're done i'm scott okay okay so and you're wrong <laughs> I, 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 I am i <laughs> What are we dealing with this week then? All right, this week I have a little list of things which I'm not even going to try and segue. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, well, I tell you what, Scott dropped a bombshell. A bombshell, Ron. <laughs> I don't know if you you were here for it. You heard what he said. I was shocked. Shocked? <laughs> shocked? I was shocked. We were all shocked. Scott said, I want to talk about my car. And we all thought, what? And he went, it's electric. And so now we're all kind of dead excited. Tell yeah. us about your electric car. I bought an electric car. Is it called Kit? I mean, you can call it whatever you want. It won't, it won't, it won't answer, it won't answer it's not back. Not like Alexa. No. <laughs> not like Alexa. Car, or drive that, to me. Sparky four wheels. Or that bitch, Siri. <laughs> so what is your electric car? I got an car? electric car. I got a Nissan Leaf. Okay. 100% electric. Okay. So I got it in September. Okay. Last year, end of September, sort of October last and year. <laughs> so we're now like, what, so four months? What, what is the... Four months in. Uh-huh. Um of not having to buy petrol oh well, so what do you do terrific. what do you do instead i charge it at the house they installed they came to my house and installed a charger outside uh, you worked out your electric costs yep for mileage and yep. how is that it added about but depending on how often i have to charge mm-hmm. it it added between 15 and 25 pounds to the electric per bill per month yeah per month Whoa, that's quite a difference then, isn't it? That's quite a difference. And but when you when you chalk Cause up whatever, petrol, because I, I I'm sure you're not aware of this, but many comics people don't drive cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a strange thing. It's an abstract I don't concept. know. It's, I don't know why this happens to be the case. I mean, the number of people that drive. Cars I think when your comics, job is in like the other room. Yeah. <laughs> the commute really through isn't really as. A and dramatic. I think whenever an artist does decide, <clears throat> you know what. I, I need to get out of the house. They just build a studio in the back garden. That seems yeah. to be the... Or, yeah. or convert the garage. Yeah. Or, you know, when it's they not... say, I need to get out of the house, what they're really secretly thinking is, I want everyone else to get out of the house yeah. and leave And if alone. they won't leave, I'll leave the minimum possible distance <laughs> where they won't bother me. Yeah, but so, I'm still close so, enough so to the we, house that I can make a know, tea. For a lot of people, they'll not be aware that the cost of petrol is ridiculous. Yeah, so, it's I mean, pretty, you will spend it's pretty 60 £60 a, a week. Even. Well, you could do. You could spend yeah. £60 a I mean, I was spent, I was, uh, my commute to work is very, is very, very short. But uh, my family live kind of like 45-ish minutes away um, and whatever. So I could I could easily spend 20 to £40 a week mm-hmm. on petrol, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, the deal is the government are kind of pushing it quite hard so you get uh they give two grand on top uh-huh. of your trade-in for your regular car okay to to, to help with the the, the cost. cost then they how, will how much in, is the car how much is it, if you don't mind me asking uh to i think it worked out at like 
12 grand uh -huh. and then that then i got a grand for my old crappy car uh -huh. and then another two grand on top of that from one from the government one from nissan okay so that brings it down to nine wow okay um, that's not that's not terrible it's not no no it's it's perfectly it's quite reasonable like it's it's only leased so it's mm -hmm. just monthly i mean it's, it's clearly way outside anything a comic person could have done, but, <laughs> but you know it's not terrible um and then they come to your house and they install a charge point outside <laughs> I'm just, I'm just picturing them standing at your window going, here's the extension yeah, cable. Through just, the window. Just, just is there a charge for that? Nope. That's, no? that's subsidised by the government. Okay. It's 900, £946 was on the the invoice for it and it was free. And so, paid that? Yeah. And where, where does the charge point go? Is it, I have like a little, outside my house, there's like a little carport where the, like the kind of the nose of the car would go in uh -huh. and that, that would have been where the garage door was. Uh -huh. But now it's the window into Hannah's studio. Okay. And that's where the, like the bins and stuff yeah. like are. So there's like a little kind of sheltered port. Like I'm, I'm picturing now the car putting its nose in the window like a little puppy dog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like cars. Like yeah. the, and then you've just got this kind of just kind of like the little, little hose that comes out from the uh -huh. the thing goes into the front of the car. They get they send you hose to clean the car. Yep. <laughs> wow, yep. that is some government deal. Um, yeah. So, but but I mean, you can't do on street parking then. So you've got to park. I mean, if if you if you didn't have a car park spot, what would they have done? What would they? Yeah, that's that, that's the thing. You you can't if you don't have a, if you don't have off street car parking. If you can't if you don't park at your fucking things, wealthy get everything. You can't. You, you've yeah, got to you have your own driveway and Which then they give you fucking tax incentives and government yeah. bastards. Yeah, that is a good point, actually. Yeah, because I mean, I'm in a block of flats, so top floor block of flats. It is not practical. I mean, they'd have to you lock them an off. extension need across the yeah, road. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> do anything like that. They'd have to lock off one of the parking well, bays apparently outside. Apparently one of the plans that they're looking at at the minute is to tap lampposts. Yeah. And to, <gasps> and to run a feed oh, off lampposts. Like, like Batman versus Superman, The Dark Knight Returns. Where he hooks himself up to the lamppost so he's got enough juice to beat oh, Superman. Oh, yeah. yeah. After Superman. Do you remember when we used to talk about comics oh, yeah, on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vaguely. I, I mean, I didn't realise we turned into Top Gear, but I mean, we did <laughs> yeah, used to talk about comics. Yeah, it, is, it has been quite car heavy so far. <laughs> yeah. We're two episodes in, 50% of them has been about cars. <laughs> So, um, but you'll not know that, listeners, because no. you won't have heard the previous show. <laughs> yeah, for the listeners, it's one hundred percent about cars. So what? Scott what's... thinks you're listening to this live. That's, that's what's really baffling me. Hey, hey, it's been a while. So what's what's it like to drive? Completely silent. Okay, it's very unnerving. But deadly. Very unnerving, <laughs> and pedestrians don't hear you. So you get very frustrated. Why won't you move? Oh, it's because it's making zero noise. Ninja car. Yeah, you can sneak up on people, no problem. You get no points for anyone that way. though. it's so fucking fast. Really? Because it's because the torque torque is connected directly to the wheel. That's a word about cars, I know. Yeah, that's a car word. So I think, I can't remember whether it's 0% torque or 100% torque. Yeah. But it's one of them. It it's like all of, of the torque. It's all, is it also it's 100%? It feels like 0% torque wouldn't be a good I don't, amount I don't of know torque. If, but I don't know if a torque is a good <laughs> thing or a bad thing. An appropriate amount of torque. I don't know if a torque is a good thing or a bad it's thing. It's very torquey. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you want torque or if you don't happy want torque. Torquey, torquey, heavy torque. Um, but it, uh, from 0 to 30, it's the fastest car that Nissan put out. And they put out some quick little yeah, sports yeah, yeah. cars. After 30, there there's anything, a heavy drop-off. Is there anything in it that you would go, this feels like a futuristic vehicle? 
Apart um, from the electrical bit, that, that, and, which is becoming more... It's, it's mostly the, the noise of yeah. the car, because it, there is... It's not completely silent. It's the there is like of noise. Yeah, there's a little whir. There's a little like... Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and, then, and then you're away. Like almost like a little doors opening? Yeah, almost like a little <laughs> golf cart. Yeah. There, there is that kind of noise. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't make it sound fast. Well, that's the thing. It, that's the thing. <laughs> like everybody... Oh, will you hear me rev the car up? I know. That's, that's, that's the other good thing. It's... it's it's automatic in that there is a go pedal and a stop pedal. Yeah. But it's not automatic in the fact that it cycles up the gears the way an automatic car does. There's just yeah. no gears. Yeah. There is go, go and there and is stop. stop. It's right. like driving a go kart. And, and but so whenever you're you're going and you're because the the gears kind of put natural limits on how fast you go and you just keep I mean, going. And, I mean, yeah. I I understand the process of putting the, your foot down. You're putting fuel in the car, and that's making the thing start going. But yeah. is it is it more tight? Is the speed of it tied to the pressure? Or well, yeah, if you, you can put mean, your foot, you can put your foot down to go. Because like faster. I could be doing sixty miles an hour, and I would feel whether I need to let go. I could let go of the accelerator and just you know coast on that for a little bit, yeah. depending on what what the yeah the yeah. So it, it works it works the same so way. But yeah, they've they tried to make it feel like driving a car. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. The business, yeah, the business I mean, of foot pedals is just a big potentiometer. It's just yeah. a big yeah. And what's the reverse then? Is there like a big hand crank or something <laughs> they could have gone geez guys we've we've oh fuck we forgot to put gears in how are we going to reverse it well i think if we put like a big hand crank that puts a like a thing down the middle it just, and just puts and rotates and just, the whole car yeah, and, then, and then you go and forwards because we don't know we don't understand how to reverse the polarity of electricity they don't, only know, what tor they don't know what torque is they don't, they'll, they'll they think don't this is know 100 percent torque or zero percent torque from anything <laughs> negative torque at that point <laughs> Uh, so uh, so it's nice it's terrific and it does it like is it, i mean is it ever, like so you'd not have a rev thing rev display on it no you just have a little uh, number it, just number that goes torque. up and then the terrifying bar that tells you how much battery oh, life uh, does that go like a bugger does it? it like whenever you put your foot down you can see just boom. really right okay. yeah you, like you need to drive like i got the <clears throat> the smallest what battery the, yeah. so mine is the, the mine so you get like 70 to 80 miles on yeah. a full on a full charge okay um and, and i got the smallest battery a because it's the cheapest b i don't have far to travel to work so <coughs> yeah. i don't need i don't need to be spending money needlessly yeah yeah um but if i know that i'm only going to work and back that day you like you'll have a little bit of fun and you this is more interesting than i thought it might be <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll have a little bit of fun and you turn it off eco mode and then you know put your foot down you really and let you... your hair down yeah, yeah. The, like the four miles to to my work has eaten like ten or twelve miles off yeah, the yeah, off yeah. the overall that I could take. Um, Do you like? Would you plug in your your iPhone and and see it? Something. It's funny. It's <laughs> funny. You can turn oh, off. Shit. You can turn off the climate control, the air conditioning, yeah. the heating, and you can see the bat the the mileage jump up again. Yeah. But the radio. So it's giving you a display of mileage rather than a display of. of it power. gives you, it gives you a percentage. Okay. And it gives you mileage. It gives you the estimated number of miles based is on how you're driving. Is it a lion bastard like it my is iPhone a is? Complete lion bastard. <laughs> I went the first day. The, so this is gonna sound like a fucking plug for Nissan. Nissan. If you're listening, this show isn't sponsored by Nissan, but it could be. It would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this might be the only time we this talk about electric cars. Open. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna sound it's gonna sound like a plug for Nissan. But I, I called them and they were like, "Do you want to take one for four days?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Okay." So I went down and they're like, "Can we see your license?" I showed them my license. They gave me the keys to the car and told me to fuck off for four days. Wow. And I was like, 
But this is okay. before you had a charging port? Yeah, so you, you you literally get an extension cord that hangs out the window. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I right, okay. So like a three pin plug that plugged into my garage, I, I hung out feel, the window. You feel like you'd, you'd want like a power brick at the very least. I know. <laughs> Just a three pin plug out the window and then into the front of the car. Okay. Um, and they give you one of those for whenever you're going to your friend's house. Yeah. And you can just be like, here, can I can I plug it in? I'm running a bit low. Can I steal a few quid of it? Yeah, here? exactly. Um, and then you drive off, still plugged in. <laughs> Yank. So, yeah, so they gave me a car for four days. But it was only charged 30%. Mm -hmm. So my first experience of it was getting to work, trying to drive home and looking at it going, shit, I don't think I have enough juice to get home. <laughs> I got to walk. And, yeah, and I, was drive and I was driving and it gets to 13 miles and then it drops down to eight miles and then it just reads dash 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 you're fucked and i'm going oh fuck it's just gonna stop do you, do you remember your man uh i mean i know i already said the crank thing but wouldn't it be great like if they oh, had the that, radio? Right, that radio crank on the steering wheel so when you run low you could just have put an out exercise a little extra bit boot <laughs> just over in the, the hard shoulder just pedaling <laughs> to try and get it back up again um here mate you couldn't give us a jump start in a car just keep it plugged in it is it's fine um yeah, so yeah, the, 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 it'll give you a rough estimate of miles based on how you're driving. So it doesn't have an engine per se, does it? No, it's, it's just it's, a battery. It's like battery and then yeah. it powers the individual battery wheels. wheels on it. It's yeah. A, and it's, so That's why you get more the torque because, because, because you're not losing <clears throat> yeah, energy through, through a lot of stuff. Yeah, so it's effectively four-wheel drive then as well? No, it's, the, no, it's not. It drives don't know. all in the rear, isn't it? it uh, no, I don't think it's rear wheel drive. I think it's front wheel drive. You, no, you weren't sure about whether torque no, 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 be negative not. or Which one's the good though? one in the snow? <laughs> Four rear wheel drive or front? Yeah, well, most cars are rear wheel. Rear yeah, wheel. no, I think it is rear wheel drive. Yeah, this shows how much I know about cars. It's zero percent torque why, front wheel drive. This no, is why yeah, no, people right. are going to be tuning in for the car talk. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I think it is rear Next, wheel drive. Next, football. <laughs> So good then. Oh yeah, it's terrific. And, and it doesn't have like I, I mean I'm one that to have the cool display. There, there is Tesla a the nice heads up display, touchscreen little uh -huh. thing. It doesn't have Apple CarPlay. Does it not? No, that's weird. Yeah. So the the interface for that is kind of clunky. That's like my least favorite thing about mm -hmm. it. But overall, like to, to drive, it's just um, what, brilliant. How fun. long do they reckon before you have to change that battery? They the battery is warranty for five years. Oh, okay. They say that. Um, that it should last 10 okay um, but you, you're under warranty for 5 years so and if it the, bricks and, the, and dies and the, the nice thing is there's so much research going into the battery stuff that by that stage any well, battery yeah, so it might be different anyway. my, my model is, is 2 years old yeah um, the one that they're releasing this month the <coughs> brand new model already does 170 miles yeah so it does 100 miles more um, and the new Tesla the one that they shot into space yeah um, it was doing 200 on a, on a single charge. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's doing 200 on a single charge. Yeah. And, and can they do things like, I mean, what, they could add solar panels to the roof. You can, add, you can add, as an optional extra, you can add a solar panel spoiler uh -huh. on the back. And that would charge the battery. And that would, that would charge the yeah. battery. Spoiler, by the way. Spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Uh, um, you can, it, it also has... Um, uh, it also has a braking system that you can engage. So whenever yeah. you take your foot off the pedal, mm -hmm. it uses the left. It uses the, the momentum of the, the resistance yeah, to, to generate to, more to energy, generate more energy yeah. and charge the battery. So driving downhill actually charges, charges the battery. Yeah, yeah, I've I've gained miles on the clock going downhills. 
mm. before, which is which is, is is interesting. That's pretty awesome. My wife bought me like a pedometer thing, so I <laughs> so so I could see how many steps I do, and it measures uh, the number of steps I do, and it measures my sleeping amount, and it measures what else to do. Uh, steps and sleeping and oh, one mileage the, and stuff. One of the best things that I didn't I, that I didn't I forgot to mention is you can control it via an app. You can turn on the air conditioning and I the presume, heating. So can I you get car warm? Uh, like let me finish. Let me finish about my yeah, pedometer. Yeah, PJ got a Fitbit. Whatever. The um, only thing I've got a hundred percent on is the sleeping amount. <laughs> I'm surprised. Good job <laughs> on your wanking hand. Hey, um, <laughs> my wife bought me this. <laughs> <laughs> If you're um, if you're pl- if you're pl- if you're charging it, you can set it to have the climate control come on at a specific time. You can only do that if it's charging mm, because right. it doesn't want it to run the battery down. Yeah. But you can go into the app and hit go um, <clears throat> if you're in like if you're not connected to the to the charger. You can set a, a schedule if it's charging. So is it, is it on like three G or something, or is it on a kind of? I guess so. I, to be honest, because mine was owned by somebody else first. Yeah, yeah, Nissan yeah. still haven't got through the the stuff for me to transfer it okay, over and whatever. Okay. So I've actually been able to play with the app yet. Okay. Um, but I think that's the th- that's yeah, the theory. Yeah. That's that sounds theory. pretty cool. I quite like an electric car. It's, to be honest, it's it, the charging once, bit and once finding you ca- somewhere yeah, to charge it. Yeah. Once can, you, you, can you charge it in those, those little bays? And yeah. I, I went down to Dublin and I stopped at the Apple Greens there, and there's like there's nine. A rapid, there's a rapid there's base. nine Tesla. Yeah. five or six Tesla rapid uh, yeah. charges so the rapid, and they're really super futuristic looking I'm going so, no one around here is driving a fucking Tesla so the rapid charge points will give you an 80% charge in 25 minutes can you use the Tesla minutes. ones or yeah. they yeah. oh you can yeah. right okay yeah, they, they have the sense of moving, having the same outlet and have the same, yeah. so you can, yeah. yeah so it'll give you an 80% charge in 25 and, minutes so that's those, just enough time to go into Apple Greens and get a Burger King <clears> or whatever and, yeah, yeah and then come come yeah. back and be on your, and be on on your, your way. way the other good thing that they do and I don't know if this is just Nissan or not. They know that the mileage isn't for everybody yet. Like if I want to go to Cork for the day, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not going to work out. Yeah, yeah. If you call them and say, I'm going to Cork for the weekend. They give you car. they give you two weeks a year of another uh, of another car. Okay. So you so I want to go to Cork with the kids. Yeah. I, I can't take the car. So you just drop it off and they give you a brand new one and you then you take you, you go Do away you, for the weekend and you'll, then you you'll, it back. You'll laugh at me, but it's true. Uh, there is a court comic convention coming up. Okay, in, <laughs> perfect segue. In, uh, Here we in, go. Uh, in next uh, next month, and it is run by Will Sliney. Um, and the reason that I, I mean, I'm I'm obviously going. My brother's down in Cork, uh, and it is on. I think it's on the 14th of April, um, and it will be in Mahan Point. The Mahan Point's basically a shopping center, big okay. shopping center. Um, I I mean, coming from Belfast, there's this stupid notion that. I'm from Belfast. Any city down south is just a little backward, you know, because they're backward yokels, all lemons from the south, you know. Uh, and then you actually go to the cities down south and you go, oh, shit, oh, 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 God. And Cork that's, is a big place. Cork is a big that's place. That's the way I feel whenever I went to Dundrum for, uh, for Dice. Mm-hmm. Like, Dundrum is just head and shoulders better than anything we have in Belfast. Yeah, the shopping centre. Yeah. Like yeah. and, and the, the how it's been integrated into the town center. Like I look at Victoria Square, which is just one giant wind tunnel. Yeah, and you just think, 
fucking hell. Yeah. And like Dundrum is just so nice to walk around. They have yeah. the water the, the water features all outside. They have the music playing in the courtyards. Like yeah. they have all the restaurants. It's terrific. It's really nice. Yeah. And I'm sure Cork is, is And that's is where similar. that's also where the Big Bang is. We'll get a yeah, plug in for the Big Bang. Yeah. If you want to play pay us John for that, that that one's free. That Big. one's all nice. You get the first uh, first ad free after that, you pay for them. This show isn't sponsored by the Big Bang, but, but Big Bang, be. if you're listening, it could well, be. I was, I was in Dundrum with Declan just a couple of days before Christmas. Okay. And uh, there was a young lad threatening to stab another lad with a Stanley knife. So. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, doesn't it really? Swings and roundabouts. Stanley knife, if you're listening. Stanley! <laughs> so, yes, anyway. The, the, so maybe we should, have, maybe we should get, get 14th, Will on to talk yeah, about we, it. We, maybe you should do um, April 14th, Man Point. Uh, essentially, it's inside a shopping centre, and they and it's a really big shopping centre, and they'll they'll have little stalls down with comic creators. And this is I'm the second sure year that this is the second time it's second been on. Time, yeah, so they yeah. they did it a couple of years ago, and it was really great. It was yeah, really I heard fun. it was a, I, like I really did try to get down to it, yeah. and I heard it was a terrific. Weekend. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I don't know necessarily if it, it wasn't a convention in the sense that there were events going on here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. But it was certainly from the point of view of people sort of sitting and selling stuff. And, yeah. And, but that's uh, how these know, things start. Yeah. Like you start off small and event, you know, once yeah. there's a little bit, there's no point in setting panels and having screen-ins Look, and all that I, kind of I, stuff until I, you know that the, I, that the base I, is there. I think I did better at that than I did at any other proper con <laughs> that, that year. Um, yeah, I know, if, if people aren't used to seeing that sort of thing, yeah. like all of a well, sudden the, it's, the thing it's is, most new. Of, and most, it's, of them, most of them coming through, just, they're just families coming through. Yeah. They're not... I think there was probably a, a reasonable number of people there for the comic convention for the for the comics, but quite a lot of them were just ordinary people walking yeah. past and seeing seeing a lot of this stuff for the first time. Yeah, you know? that's so something I, I always find interesting about uh, about two D and Derry. Yeah, like the, the range of people oh, that they got. Oh, lamented two D. I know, I know. I was when I was listening to the first uh, podcast that we did, uh, we were talking about two D. And giving convention advice, and you had just been to your first convention. Oh yeah, so it was all very yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. Very, and then we were talking about how great it was, and you were saying, "Oh, it's not. It's all. We're just blowing smoke up David's arse for running two D." And that sadly, two D is no longer with us. No Although more. there is, um, uh, what do you call it? The guys from Revolve Comics uh, are going to be doing. They did a show last year in Derry oh really uh, and they are going to be doing a similar show I think um, uh, so if you follow Revolve Comics on, on Twitter and you'll find out details from when that shows when there's if anyone from Revolve Comics is listening and you want to get in touch about if, if, it's, if it's actually Do happening you know, or you thing, want to talk to us about is, it there's a surprising number of comic publishers coming out of uh, Belfast now and, and, or sorry Northern Ireland now um, and, and Ireland as well and it would be nice to get some of those guys on there yeah um, Rogue Comics, the, the Comic Cast guys uh, do that, and Revolve Comics in, in Derry, and I think there's a few others, a couple of guys doing Kickstarter projects that, that would be fun to get on, I think. Um, and if you've got a project, if you're doing a project and you want us to talk about it, please let us know. We don't have the facilities to have you chatting online yet, but we will do that, won't we? Oh yeah, that, that's, that's totally coming. That's a thing that's coming. Um, yeah, so, so there. Okay, go to Cork Comic Con. Yeah. Cork now, Comic Expo. if you could talk say um uh something i, I don't say something about uh, it, it's better being in court than you know being oblivious to what's going on come on say that it's better knowing about these things than being oblivious to them pj the only segues you'd like us to do <laughs> i'm trying to get you to, trying to get you to do it oh really is that what you were trying oh to do oh my god yes wow well it's better being in court than and knowing about these things than being totally oblivious talking of oblivious i have recently purchased 
Oblivion Song by Robert Kirkman and Leora Lorenzo de Felici. I apologise, Lorenzo, if I've totally mangled that yeah, name. Yeah, sorry, Lorenzo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you've done it brilliantly. And since there. you're bringing it up on the podcast, I'm assuming you have a copy of it for, of, no, that would be for us to look clever, at. No, that would be a clever thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be smart. That's Kirkman. You haven't seen this comic? No, Kirkman's? I haven't seen it. Have you not? Um, no, okay. Have you got an iPad? Call it up on your iPad. Just, it's, just... it's not in the room. Your iPad's not in the room. <laughs> Anyway, the uh, and we're all wired up, so we can't go out and get it. Uh, Oblivion Song. It, it is a beautiful looking comic. It is gorgeous looking, and um, there you go, smarty pants. Battery's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So I'll read. I'll read you out the blurb, which you could look up yourself anyway. A decade ago, three hundred thousand citizens of Philadelphia were suddenly lost in oblivion. The government made every attempt to recover them, but after many years, they gave up. Nathan Cole won't. He makes daily trips, risking his life to try and rescue those still living in the apocalyptic hellscape of Oblivion. But maybe Nathan is looking for something else. Why can't he resist the siren call of the Oblivion song? Um, I thought it was beautiful looking, but if I see another comic about interdimensional monsters, I will scream. And I say that as someone who drew a comic about interdimensional monsters. Um, it's kind of... It feels like... It feels like every other... Um, sci-fi book from image so it's the new zombies yeah well yeah yeah other dimensions with zombies is is the is the new other dimensions with monsters is the new zombies yeah. i suppose um i think black science maybe has done it better it's got that similar sort of painterly feel it's similarly well, it's about hopping multiple dimensions but this is about one particular dimension another beautiful book yeah yeah it's very very book. nice um with mario mario scalera scalera um uh, lovely fella mad as a bunch of hats uh, and uh, yeah it, it just it felt like it was, Kirkman does a wee bit in the back of it where he talks about he's had this idea for decades has been sitting thinking, and it feels like should have done it a couple of you know it'd come out decades ago when it was fresh when it was well yeah, yeah I mean and maybe it's maybe it's just that um, maybe if it had come out then the audience wouldn't have been necessarily there for it but but Image has become almost like a home for sci-fi stuff now I mean there's a lot of sci-fi titles pure you know like hard sci-fi adventure titles and there is a kind of um you know there's there's you know pacific rim has that monsters from a dimensional rift rift uh the book i did gunsuits was monsters in another dimension you know uh, black science dimension hopping it just seems to be the thing you yeah. know um but it is interesting as well the the, the thing I, th I found interesting about um kirkman's kind of outro that he was, he was talking about had this a few idea a few decades ago was find this artist was watching for a couple of years and eventually gets together and does the book and you're thinking Kirkman is loaded and it still takes him 13 or 14 years to get a project off the ground it's like but that was probably more about getting the right time but yeah. but at the same time it gives you a sense of of how long projects can take to go from inception to to completion you know um, but it, it is gorgeous looking I think the colouring is really nice as well so. do you know who coloured it um no <laughs> I, I, as, as I was saying I was like I shouldn't have asked this no because you we're going to have no because poor Ron is going to have to cut no. out no no it's coloured by Annalisa Leone okay who I assume I've got that name right maybe I don't know um so yeah it, it it's uh, but having said that it's a nice looking book it's a uh, the thing I find with a lot of the image books is they're not loaded with adverts here you know you yeah. can sit and just read the entire book um I did have. A, I was going to do a review of another book, but I find myself. I, th I don't know if it's my eyesight or, um, or what. It just seems so visually dense. It was hard to kind of get into, to sit down and read it. You know. Um, 
So I, I kind of, I didn't, I didn't. So, okay. I don't want to mention what it is. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, and I do find that as well, especially where. Um, I love the artwork. That's the thing. I loved. I looked at it. I thought, oh, I love this artwork. It's great. And I sat down to read it. I was like, I can't. I can't. There's a few artists like that for me where where I love the texture and detail in their work. And then when I go to read comics by them, I find I'm just overwhelmed by yeah. by the amount of texture and detail in their work. And I just want the calming reassurance of a Chris Samney or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. that, that kind of. I I find thing. that with uh, with witches, hmm. the the uh, Scott Snyder jock, jock yeah. and um, Matt Hollingsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I independently, yeah. I love Snyder's writing. I love Jock's art, and I love. You can take or leave, Matt. No, no, I love, <laughs> I love Matt's, I love Matt's coloring. Like, um, I have chatted to him at length at cons about color and and his approach, and I I think he is someone who continually tries to evolve. Yeah, as an artist, I don't. As an artist, I like to, <laughs> to sink into kind of what I I know how to draw and yeah. never break out of that. Yeah. If I can help it. That's and you know and that's and that's a that is a perfect. That's an route. approach. That's that an is approach. A, that is an approach to take. But I just find, and I don't know if it's a, a mixture of jocks kind of looser kind of scratchy style and the way that matt has chosen to color the book i just find it a a complete assault yeah it's just there's so much going on on the page that i can't find that i i just i can't find your way into it it. yeah Yeah. and and independently if you told me that these three people were getting together and and creating a horror book yeah like well that's basically yeah that's basically written for me there, but I, ju- I, I tried so hard, and I, I just find it—it's—it's it's too much. There's a couple of there's a couple of things Marvel have announced recently where I've kind of gone, oh, I I actually think I would start reading those uh, the, the Al Ewing's Hulk book, okay, which looks like it'll be me- mental. Yeah, it's called, what is it called? It's uh, it's the Immortal Hulk. Yeah, the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. And, and it looks like Al's taking an approach of Hulk as a proper horror monster, Hulk okay. uh, Hulk as a swamp thing kind of monster, nearly. Um, and you would have drawn the shit out of that. I know, but sure, what can you do? Um, you know, it, it, it just be. It's just an. Intri- I mean, Al's a mad genius anyway. Yeah. But he's been posting on this this blog about he's sort of grabbing these snippets out of early Hulk comics and going, "This is what Bruce Banner's really like." And it's a picture of Bruce Banner going, "No, if I die in this <laughs> locked room, then I'll just die." <laughs> you know, it's like that. And uh, and uh, and and other images of the Hulk going, "Ha ha! No, I've got a machine gun." Blah 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 blah. You know, and and it's you can see his approach, what he's what he's going to do to it. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty hardcore. I'd I'd go for that. That, yeah. that looks like fun. Um, Samney's Captain America look really nice yeah. as well. Um, but none of this stuff interests you, Ron. I, I'm sure. I I've, I mean, I've got to confess, I've really struggled with comics this last sort of few years, trying to find anything that yeah grabs me. I mean, partially laziness. Yeah. Uh, the other. I mean, the only comic I've read recently is... James Bond M. James Bond M. And I think that's because I'm in it. It's going to be a hard reach for the comics industry to get more creators could put if me... If you can't even remember the name of books. the comic that you're in. You know, I, I mean, like, like... lads, we tried. We put him in the comic. I mean, he still doesn't fair. even remember the name of it. That, that, that's, what I, that's what I'm missing in comics is just representation. Very, <laughs> very specific representation. Now to be fair, I don't. I don't need. I don't need my face to be in it. I've read one Dread Judge Dread comic, mm-hmm. and it's because you wrote my name on a wall <laughs> in a, in the background in yeah. graffiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, you don't have to have my face in it. Yeah, just, just a name. Just, just, yeah, just a, name, a, yeah, a, yeah. Na- a passing mention of me, <laughs> and you'll get my money. I mean, 
you know, if if you can say one thing about comics in the last few years, it's it's been you know the, the words diversity and representation. I just feel like as long as I'm represented in the comic, <laughs> me, just me. Yeah, but you, I'll you, read you your don't book. want though. You don't want just like generic white man. You want no. It has to be me. White... My name has to appear in the book. <laughs> it has to be a perfect it graphic representation of me. It doesn't matter if they misspell my name a little bit. That's fine. As long as it's completely me. So I, I saw Jordy complaining on um, Instagram the other day about how you, saw, you know men were complaining that it wasn't a representation of of um, relatable, empathetic, yeah, white. empathetic white men uh, in, yeah. in her in the Redlands, and she was like, "This isn't really the book for you, sunshine." <laughs> but if I could be in Redlands, yeah, you'd I'd, want you. I want me in Redlands. Yeah, you, you would want you would read it then. I could totally just get into a book if I could see myself on the. Page. I could see Jordy putting you in that book, and but it wouldn't be pretty. I don't know if it would end well. <laughs> no, I don't think it would. I kind of stuck with it, if we want to talk about what we've been doing for the no, next for the last wanna, couple of years. What I want, well. That was last week's show. No, I mean, in terms of comics. Well, really I wanted talk to talk about, about people going into writing that that are artists in other ways, because that's a good segue. No, it feels like we had a better, it feels like yeah. I had a better segue. Okay, you go it ahead, you go ahead. feels you like I had go, a better segue. You talk about what you want to talk yeah. about. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a segue off. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott um, had a segue. Well, Let's Ron hasn't really read anything. I have just stuck to what I have always stuck to. Um, I've been reading Punisher, I've been reading Moon Knight. Um, and more recently, I've been reading Redlands and Injection. But mm-hmm. I stuck with I, I picked up Punisher specifically because Becky Cloonan started writing this. Yeah, and it's yeah. Terrific. I read those. I read those. They uh, are well, really actually, good. I read those when Steve Dillon was doing the, yeah. the interiors. Yeah, yeah. And then when Steve died, I was kind of like, "That's me. I'm done with this book." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a shame. I haven't actually got to the issue. I'm a, I'm a little bit behind. I haven't actually got to the issue where the the new artist has taken over yet so yeah. i don't know i don't know quite how that yeah. the way quite how that has went um but i think that becky did a really fantastic job and for me i know everybody has the 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 ennis um punisher max series yeah. as the definitive punisher mm-hmm. series but it's for me it's not for me it's jason aaron's 22 23 punisher max. run punisher max yeah um that for me is the absolute best that the punisher has ever been and um Becky is, doesn't get to that level, but it's in that realm. It's in yeah. that. It's it. It has that same feel, and I really, oh, really I'm sure like she's it. Pleasing your support there. I don't know. <laughs> Look, it, it, it's a nice try, Becky, but no not cigar. as good as yeah. Iron. <laughs> yeah, but like saying that it's not quite as good mm. as the best Cup Punisher run that I've ever read. Like that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's no disparaging comment. I think it's it's absolutely brilliant. Um, Declan Shelby, friend of the show, Declan Shelby did all the covers for it, and they're everyone is just an absolute all-star and how he didn't get nominated for an eisner for best cover artist when he was putting out that sort of all last politics was is absolutely bullshit very good at <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah and i what, what ron's laziness in in reading is that anything to do with the fact that comicsology is now make it my make it more difficult I mean, you know, part of the problem is the same books that I've subscribed to in Comicsology. I'm still paying for everyone. <laughs> they're they're still they're still downloading. You know, I'm I'm just not reading them. Okay. okay. So I mean, I'm still getting Sex Criminals and uh, Saga and um, The Wicked and the Divine and a few other things that I subscribe to. But you know, there's going to be a day of reckoning where I'm going to sit down and plow through the entire run of these things. Yeah. But uh, at the minute, it's... at that rate, you might as well stop subscribing and just buy them as collections when they're cheap. Yeah, that's not really my way. 
<laughs> it used to be you've changed man yeah a, there is a, like, on one of the early shows we were talking to you about uh, a series that you didn't like that you'd bought every individual issue of and you didn't like it and then you bought the collection <laughs> <laughs> can you remember what it was oh I can't remember I can't remember oh that's great um, that's yeah, that, that's comics all over yeah yeah that just at oh, least, it was an Al- Alan Moore voodoo, or it was one of the other Alan Moore runs. Yeah, where you didn't no, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, I wanted to dislike it in a whole new format. <laughs> but I think that that at least now you're buying single issues of something that isn't taking up like meters yeah, of but shelf the, but the space. Thing, right, so like our very first show, I I reviewed comics by Comicsology. That's what it was that called. Was, yeah, before, at that point, before before, they... uh, before Marvel and DC were on the app, and it was the whole discussion then was about, well, will it survive without Marvel or DC? I doubt it. When very Marvel much. and it DC needed... had their own, yeah, separate individual. No, no, they didn't. No, they Did didn't. They, they did No, no, oh, no. Oh. At that point, everyone that point was hedging their bets. Yeah. There was only the iPhone, and uh, there was uh, Comicsology was uh, comics by Comicsology. Um, the there was a thing called the long box project which was going to be a thing but it never became a thing mm. um, and um, I think there was comics by Iverse as well which yeah. oh was, I those, remember Iverse sort of competing platforms yeah so there, there were those three or four competing platforms uh, Comicsology ended up winning out purely because they the, their background got bought by Amazon no 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 this is even before yeah, they got yeah, bought I by know, Amazon they, they, they won out purely because they had all the connections they had the they had the financing to be able to, uh, the rumours I'd heard at the time uh, were that Marvel were looking for a hundred thousand dollars in order to have their their library on the on the app? So if you wanted Marvel comics on there, you need a hundred thousand, and you weren't going to get anywhere without Marvel comics on yeah. there. You were you know you were never going to get the critical mass you'd need. Is that without, all they wanted? Well, nobody knew what it was worth at that point. They wanted that before the comics would then be bought. Then it was a kind of yeah, give give us a hundred thousand. Because in two thousand eighteen, the notion that you could you know buy access to the Marvel. Library, library for less than so say. So was, was that just a hundred grand to get you in the door? I think it was a hundred grand to get you to put the apps on, and, and then, then you had to buy the com- Then you got to buy the. Then comics. the content was basically you were you you were giving Marvel most of the money anyway, so you know you okay. so yes, okay, you need sure. to you need to sell sure, a shitload sure, sure. of those to get anywhere near your hundred thousand. That's it, like yeah, no. But way. but it was really it was the only way to open that that doorway. But Marvel have always kind of it's weird they slightly undervalue. They, they, no, actually, not slightly. They deeply undervalue the, the, the value in the comics themselves. The first Iron Man movie came out, I think, the same year that we did the first show. It was the year before. It was the it year was before that we did the first, first Iron show. Man movie. Yeah. So, you know, so for, the, for years before that, Marvel had been selling off their products oh, yeah, Marvel, to studios. Yeah, Marvel had worked this close to Chapter 11. And, yeah, so and, that, but they'd sold Fantastic Four to yeah. Fox. They had sold Spider-Man to Sony yeah. um, and all of and that stuff. That and that's was, why they that ended was up the, making... That was maybe 2009 was... Um, was it 2000? When, so 2008. 2008 was Iron Man. 2000 and then 2009 is when we did the podcast. Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, so 2007, I think, is when I did the app on the iPhone. And, oh and, yes. And and I I did this presentation for I so I created this little or co-created this comic reader app as well. It's you know, just before Comicsology. Just I think before that would have been Ivers. the start of 2008. Yeah, yeah, it was right. It was right then. So uh, and I did. I stood in front of. Um, we um, a friend of ours got us uh, down shortlisted 
in this new innovations category in, in entrepreneurs or something uh, within like two weeks of us actually creating this thing and we stood and I did a presentation in front of this guy and they went yeah the thing is we don't know if there's a market there <laughs> they're like going oh okay I think there's going to be a multi-million pound market and they're going we're, I, I can see where you think that might be multi, but multi, it's multi-million pound is still undervaluing well, I think, uh, you know, you know uh, like... Well, and, then, and then, of course, uh, you know, Comixology ended up sort of winning out largely. And then they were bought by Amazon, who then cut their nose off to spite their face, I think, by, by not letting you buy comics within the app anymore. Yeah. That's, um, I'll be honest, that's really that's what it killed you. it for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, I, it's it seems like such a silly, petty <clears throat> reason. Yeah. But being in the app and reading a comic... And finishing it and going, oh, the next issue's out. Close the app. Yeah. Open up a browser page. Yeah, it's put needless. in my bank. Put in my bank details for then to download it to go back into the app. It's just pointless. Yeah. I don't and think it's a, it's a, it's it's a much of a big deal as that. It's not. It, but it's not that it's a big deal. It's just. And I. Well, it's not me, even the, that the I can't be arsed. It's just annoying. There's and there's a couple of things about it I find really annoying now. First of all, the whole comics unlimited thing, which isn't available in the UK, but is still the primary thing that when you go into the comics app, it says comics unlimited. You can oh, read yeah, this. Yeah. Well, you can't because you can't get comics unlimited in the yeah. UK. Comics unlimited is a, a monthly subscription to to Comicsology that that gives you access. It's almost like a Netflix of comics. It's, yeah. It kind of gives you access to certain issues. I mean, Marvel certain, have the same. Marvel have their great. Marvel Unlimited. Well, yeah, but that's, that's, a very, that's a very different thing. And, yeah. I, and, and I, I actually really like that. But that, that's uh, by and by. The, the, the other thing they, they do is that in the entire, from 2009 when it came out to now, that app has not changed. There is no, no. they've cut features away from it and added nothing. Um, there is no, there's no way to, I mean, because it's been out long enough, we've all got a massive library. I remember uh, one uh, podcast we sat down and c compared stats over the year of how much money we spent <laughs> on Comicsology, and it was yeah. like an outrageous yeah, amount. Yeah, I remember like, that. I vaguely remember it was like 700 quid or something. Oh, I know. I remember yours. It was a lot more than that. <laughs> it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. I was like going, how did I spend that yeah. much money? And they're all in the ether. I don't know where they are, you know, what issues there are. I can't find yeah. Half the things I bought, I can't find any of the things I want to read because when I go in to find a comic, one year Comicsology offered the first issue of every comic for free, and I went, "Yeah, I'll have all of them. That's a great idea." Not realizing it was going to screw up the alphabetical list, so every single thing has every letter of the alphabet has like sixty different comics in it. So you're yeah. scrolling for half an hour trying to find a comic that you want, and then you go, "I want to read that X Men comic." Oh, which, was it Uncanny X Men? Was it Astonishing X Men? Was yeah. It? And then you're you're scrolling through, and if you want to go, for example, I I go. Do you know what I want to I want to look at artwork by Stuart Immerman. I want to see what's and you type in Stuart Immerman, and it goes here's here's comics he's drawn in different series. You go, oh, he's drawn some X Men. I'll click the X Men, and then you're just it shows you all X Men, all then. every single X Men comic. You're like, well, I can't. How you, how can you find anything? Oh, There's no really way to find or miserable. read anything. Yeah. It's it is like it's like buying comics from a comic shop and then when you get them home, chucking them in a big pile. And frankly, I was already doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> I it's, just, it's costing digital... you the same amount of money, but saving you some space. Yeah, that's, it's saving it's... me some physical space, but that's all. In fact, if anything, it's worse because at least in the house, I can accidentally stumble across something and go, oh shit, that's where that went. Kick, over a, open, kick over a pile and it flops open to a Stuart Immerman double page oh, spread and you go, oh, look at one. this. There's, yeah, there's, uh, there's where that Hellboy comic went underneath there. I'm still annoyed that I didn't get to buy the um, the complete run of 
the uh, Warren Ellis Planetary. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, yeah. fucking still irks yeah, me that was, I didn't get the run of Planetary yeah, when they had it on that special offer. Yeah, that was. I, I, I still have. But the thing is, it, it's slightly annoying because I've, I've got so many of the books, but not all of them. Yeah, I know. I'm I've the got, same. <laughs> I've got the complete collection digitally, and it's like. Oh, do I finish this or do I keep this or because do I, I get rid of these? Because what I don't do I have do? the complete run. I never want to... Because I've, I've started it about three or four times and I'm like, yeah. right, I need to pick up the last two books. Hmm. But because I don't have them, I never start it. And because I never start it, I don't buy them. Yeah. And I just... Uh... And now I'd like to be able to go, here's... I'll lend it. I'll lend you my copy, my digital copy. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I can't read it while you're reading it. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, but that's, you can that's read, interesting. You can read that, you know... But, but you can't do anything like yeah. that because Amazon have gone, fuck it, we don't care. Yeah. We don't care. We don't give a damn. That's not, we're not developing anything in this app. So you want you want a way to find material much easier. You want to be able, I want to be able to go in and say, have a little den that shows me my favorite comics yeah. in, in a stack somewhere. Most that, that read, I can even go. like a curated, yeah. based on everything that you've read yeah. over the last month, here's all the stuff that you already own yeah. that you might want here's to look at. Book, and like, here's what here's, we have for sale here's that you book, might want. And here's a spider web link of all the different, yeah. you know, here's, here's other books by this artist here's but, other books by this writer here's other books by this uh, editor that looking you can at the, looking in. at how the amazon website search engine mm-hmm. works it doesn't surprise me that comiXology search engines are shambles because yeah. you search for something on amazon and you get a couple of prime things and then you get weird sellers from all over yeah, the world who are charging ridiculous but, but amounts of money and it's all over the place if comiXology were like that would happen if you type in the x-men you get things like x-man yeah, yeah. and stuff stuff foreign knockoffs of these comics <laughs> nothing like them and you're going this why is every why is why is wolverine got like like two claws in his <laughs> why has he got uh, nine claws a, in this panel it's a woolly ring <laughs> woolly ring <laughs> woolly ring and the axe mon uh, um why is so, this yeah. why is this one only a penny but it costs me 19 pounds to download it <laughs> yeah um, so yeah i mean i really yeah, think it's I, a I massive mean, feel i also think as well as I mean, there was a certain frisson of excitement of the idea of digital comics. And then as the reality of it's kind of sunk, and similar with a Kindle book, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, we, we have, I thought, you know, this is great. We'll get a Kindle. We'll not have any more books. I find I'm quite, I, I, if I really like a book, I want a hard copy of it. I yeah. want an actual copy of yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think the abstraction away of, of, of physical media has kind of made me not want to pick, not want to just, like I said, I've been subscribing to these books. I, I the, the the only the only knowledge I have that they've arrived yeah. is that the receipt appears in my yeah. in my email, and that's kind of forgotten about very yeah. quickly. Yeah. So yeah, if if there was a physical stack of something, I'd probably be reading that. If any- <laughs> what you want, what you want, right, is like a little. You go into a little sort of den area on the Comicsology app, and then all your copies of Saga it's just slowly building up in a non-red pile that you could just see and go, oh, oh shit, I better read that. Imagine that. Imagine if you could. Imagine if you could design. Stack. Your own little cave. Listen, I when when and you you open the, the door is, and there's a fireplace ago, and right, a leather armchair. Ten years ago, when, when I first uh, designed the, the iPhone comic reader app, these were all plans I had. These were all things I was going to do. I was going to be able to have. We we did have multi layers of a of a page so you could see pencils and inks and stuff. We did have a way to turn the dialogue off so you could just see the artwork. Uh, I wanted ways that that you could take a favorite page and pin it as the background of yeah. your of your den, as it were. I wanted well, ways these, for the because I remember were comicology not planning on on having you being able to do like a double tap and you could take the color away and see the pencils. No, and that was the thing I did. That was it. Was that that was what, my that was my yeah. app. Um, and it was, it just, it's it's so frustrating knowing what they could have done. Well, yeah. I, I, I realize that, that for 
publishers, all publishers want to do is hand Comixology a PDF and go, there's the PDF. So you're never going to, it's always harder to get all of the other material. But at the same time, that never stopped them being able to take that plus metadata and doing something interesting with yeah. that metadata, doing curated lists, doing... I mean, it doesn't have to doing... be every... If, I mean, if you want to pay extra to do it, you could do a digital artist's edition. Yeah. You could say, okay, you, fine, you want to just throw PDFs at us or whatever. Yeah. At the end of... We had, we had these things. runs, we'll do a special edition. It'll cost slightly more. Yeah. And you can do... You can go to the pencils, you we, can go to the inks. We had things like... Um, if you clicked on a panel, there might be a link to a YouTube video of, of an interview yeah. of, of the artist drawing the art and all. All of this stuff was there. Yeah. The idea was to, to do like DVD extras on, on comics. So the comics are still comics. So, you know, you read them and, and that, you know, and then you go on and do other things. I mean, we've seen motion comics come and go two yeah. or three times. Motion comics like Thank 3D God. TVs yeah. and curved TVs yeah. are all kind of the wrong way. I mean, do you think that somebody can come along and innovate in this sector or is it too late? It's com- I think, is I comicology. Think it's comicology. No, I, th- I, th- I think if, if Apple decide to do something, yeah, that you know that, that might be interesting. And Apple have recently bought um, a. Uh, I say recently, as of this recording, it would have been a week and a, a couple of days ago. They've bought a, an app that is is described as the Netflix of magazines, and so has oh, magazines. Yeah. Text, yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of wonder, will we see something happening there? Yeah. Because a lot of the publishers aren't exclusive to to Amazon and Comicsology, and Apple are probably. I mean, I'm sure. Well, Apple what, yeah, because what is what is Apple's relationship with Disney? Uh, it's very it's close. close, but it's not. They don't own them. I mean, right. Lorraine okay. Powell Jobs, who is Steve Jobs' widow, is like the largest single shareholder of Disney. Okay, okay. Wow, I did not know we had a business section. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know we had a car section either. Well, there you go. This is this whole new show has surprised me in many, many ways. Um, I feel out of my depth. Speaking of feeling out of my depth, I went swimming. The, no, I'm not. It's not about swimming. It's not about swimming. Right, when. Becky Cloonan went from drawing to writing and Declan's gone from drawing to writing and Stephen Mooney's gone from drawing to writing. I kind of thought, I, I should do some writing. And we've written before. Scott, Scott and I have written before. Um, we wrote a comic called Nana, uh, called uh, Yo-Yo and Kid Yo-Yo, which was very, very funny in English. Sort of writes itself, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very funny in English. In we, Irish? Don't know I, because I, I don't, don't speak it. It's very hard to know if any of the puns travelled. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did, I had a, I had an Irish speaker in work look uh-huh. at it, and she had, she said that she enjoyed it. But I was standing in the room there, so it might be yeah, very hard to say that it is very funny. <laughs> Some of these puns good are just for you. Very funny. Good for yeah. you. More racist uh, than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've written before. We've written uh, various bits and pieces, and we'll hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can, you'll, we can you'll do be some hearing more. some of them and or reading some of them. Yeah. Soon. Um, but I I wanted to do some writing, and when when Stephen Mooney wrote uh, Half Past Danger. He told me that one of the first things he did was he sat and read every single book on writing that he could find. This is the bit where I'm out of my depth. I do, I want to write stuff. I really want to write stuff. I um, I think if you're a comic artist, there's a, there's a certain amount of your career is basically dictated by the whims of editors and writers. You know, you're it's I'm always the last one in the in the line to be yeah. told you're doing work on this. So if I'm lucky, uh, I'll get a note saying, "Do you want to draw this?" Uh, and this, I'm going to pitch this. But so many of those pitches have gone nowhere and, and I kind of feel like I want to write things for myself. So um, I have bought and read a lot of writing books because uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm like going, oh, I'm scared of writing. I'm going to read up on these things. Uh, I think I've got good ideas. And I taught a class in Dublin on writing and drawing future shocks. And 
the first three days, it was a six day course, first three days were about the writing end and the second three days were about the drawing end. I was really shitting myself the entire time <laughs> in, the, in the writing bit. But you can, so I wouldn't say I was bluffing it, but I, I know what makes a script uh, a, a script work because I've seen enough of them. Yeah. Uh, and I've been lucky to see a lot of really, really good ones. And as an artist, you know what you want from a script as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, I think uh, I wouldn't necessarily say I will be able to teach someone to write a good script story-wise, but I'd be able to teach you how to write for an artist. So yes. what your what your intent is is going to get across to an artist. And that was kind of the focus of, of what I was doing. So I've been reading this. There's a book... Um, Stephen King's On Writing was mm -hmm. one of the first books I read, which is a really odd book. I don't know if you've read it. No, um, I haven't. It's kind of it's it's almost an autobiography as much as as a treaty on on writing that ends with a whole chapter about this horrific accident that Stephen King goes through, and you're like going, "This is when he got uh, hit by a van." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're kind of going, "Oh, this is like this is like a Stephen King book. This is really <laughs> strange." Um, and maybe he just can't help himself. Uh, and there's a few other books I've been doing, but there's also a really good little podcast I've been following called uh, it's called One Thousand uh, Death by a Thousand Cuts. Uh, it's run by a guy called Tim Clare, who's a poet. Uh, but he's been he did this podcast a couple of years ago, uh, and it's an eight week writing podcast, and it's sort of. Uh, six days a week for eight weeks and it takes you through a kind of prose essentially prose writing it takes you through kind of each of these steps and it's i've been doing that it's kind of fun so is, it, is this the, this is the couch to 80k this is the couch to 80k thing yeah. i've been doing yeah the, the couch to 80k is, is kind of part of his podcast yeah so, but but he, he spent eight weeks just doing this on, okay. on the podcast so that's i've been regularly blogging about yeah, it I've, kind of. I've i've subscribed um <laughs> To it and based on your recommendation, yeah. I'm going to give it a go. It's sounds, I mean, even it's if it's 20 even minutes, if, yeah, it's nothing, even if not, even if nothing comes from and I'm not expecting anything to come yeah. from it, it just sounds like something that is going to be fun, yeah, yeah, just to sit down and to be almost forced, yeah, to write. And it, you know, if somebody forced me, I to, did try a couch to 5k, uh, yeah, and that, you would think that yeah, would be I tried easier. that, yeah, I tried that as well, it did not go well. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be a lot less dry heaving at the side of the road. <laughs> I don't know. I, I felt pretty ill. Uh, but like even if somebody, I, I can't draw for beans. Yeah. But even if somebody forced me to sit down and draw for half an hour a night, yeah. I'd probably still find it enjoyable, even yeah. if at the end of it I'm not expecting to be an artist. Yeah. Like I think it just sounds like something well, that, is, that yeah, can be a, a nice escape. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, a lot of the podcast is emphasizing, look, these, these, because the way it breaks down is there's a, generally they're about 20 minutes. Uh, there's always a 10 minute chunk where you just write and it's silent for that 10 minutes so, so he he basically says right start writing now and he gives you 10 minutes of silence and then he'll go write your time's up and you can stop which is fucking frightening yeah. <laughs> skip forward skip this, skip this, skip, this, skip well you could do that but uh, you know um and it's it's so and he'll talk you through you know telling you look this stuff what you're writing now doesn't it, it's not that it doesn't matter. It certainly yeah. matters, but it, it it's okay to be wrong or to yeah. make mistakes or and to, in, in to that, get stuck and to do different things. In so that on. 10 minutes, is it supposed to be uh, non-stop stream of consciousness writing? Like you just you it's, just continue, continue to write? Or is it, first, is it a, like, can you first, contemplate for five minutes and then write? No, no, it's, so it's, it's just stream, stream of consciousness? Stream of okay, consciousness. that's interesting. The, the, first, uh, the first week, because uh, I'm only in the second week, so the first week was essentially a bunch of lists every day there was a different set of lists so the very first one i did which i was really surprised to find myself really really enjoying was uh it was you know come up with a list of names that's it just 10 minutes of writing out names and the first thing i discovered about myself was that i do not name like names like 
James Roy and uh, Tony Smith. Those are, I I'm no I don't interested. like I don't like names that are two first names. No, no, for a no. Start. But, but I'm I'm talking about you know uh, Jim Locksmith or you know uh, just reg- just regular names. Regular yeah, names. Yeah. I do not. I do like names like. Uh, Columbine Macker Smith, yeah. you know, I Macker, like, I like really Macker. weird. Like, I, one of the names I came up with was um, names, Curiosity. Names based on mass shootings. Curiosity Vanderbilt, which <laughs> I thought is a great. Like, that I'm is going, a good one. That's yeah. a really good name, yeah. and and it has become an entire little sci-fi cycle yeah. in my head now. She's a private detective, a space private detective, space and private detective. so I, and and that that came out of the first tranche of yeah, you know, the first day, and I kind of find myself thinking about it all day, and and um. McDougal trackers, you know, and, and these. What's, what? What did you say? What did you say? What? I said curiosity Vanderbilt is the copyright PJ Holden. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of find that interesting. What you find out about yourself. Yeah. And then the second week has been free writing, and the very first one. So you sort of gone. I mean, I, I, I blog about it every day uh, as more of a kind of. I've done this and I'm still alive and you know this is this is easy I, I kind of thought is this a good idea to blog this I don't really want to you know I mean it's boring on the one hand who cares I'm picking my own navel here who does it matter on the other hand I've had a few people say that looks really cool I'm going to do that that's, yeah that's exactly you what know, I'm going to so, yeah. so, um, so I'm I'm content to keep doing it because I think it's it's useful for other people to go yeah. to him and they're not necessarily going to see or be aware of that whereas I'm going to do this for eight weeks every day so yeah. Um, but the second week has been, you know, essentially free writing. Uh, do what you want for ten minutes. So, I, and I find myself. It turns out I'm obsessed with death. <laughs> I did not know this about myself. Uh, the first uh, free writing thing. He was in a. He was in a graveyard. So I thought, well, you know, he's in a graveyard. It's windy. So I wrote a. I wrote a little short story about uh, a kind of this this immortal alien that that is kind of sailing across the plains of this world that that uh, towards his own death. Because this this is a species that deliberately pick the moment they're going to die, because they're immortal and you know they've done all this stuff and eventually you get to pick your own death point and that, that and I kind of okay that's a fun little thing, and then um, I thought but obviously influence because he's in a graveyard and it's all windy and I thought that's what's going on in my head, uh, and then the second one he was going walking through the woods he went whatever you want free right now and okay I started writing a story about Weapon X Wolverine. And, but not about Wolverine. I started writing it about Wolverine's being tracked by this this team, and one of the guys, a guy called McCabe, who's the last guy in the in the you know he's the one holding up the rear. He gets a like a Wolverine claw to the throat, and as he's lying gurgling in the ground, he starts thinking, "What? Why am I dying? <laughs> what? What have I done wrong in my life that's led to this moment particularly?" And <laughs> have you seen the movie Jacob's Ladder? Evil. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. This is a, the thing is, that, I mean, he kind of says, "Look, it doesn't matter if you're regurgitating." No, no, uh, no, 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 no. That's, stuff, it's, that's not it's what. That's not what I'm saying. It's, I just, I just find it funny that you that you have this obsession with death because we've talked about Jacob's Ladder on the show a lot. I think, and have we, we also, yeah, not not this show, but previous shows. I remember talking about Jacob's Ladder, and I remember talking about. <laughs> I've still never seen it. Uh, I, no, do you remember? No, I, I, I no, it? that was the, that was the thing. We we both talked about. Neither of us had seen it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, and and the other what that's the, why we the talked other, about it. The other one that you really like is a matter of life and death. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that. That's yeah. one of my favorites. I haven't, yeah. still haven't seen it. <gasps> I hadn't seen it at the time. Haven't seen it now. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It turned it turns out I was a slight death obsession. <laughs> but but it was a it was a funny exercise because you you kind of find yourself. I was kind of writing it, going, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. He's in the woods, and I, that evening I'd drawn like a picture of Wolverine. I thought. I'll write about Wolverine running away in the woods, and then your brain goes on a little 
it starts picking out different things and starts yeah. you know and and you i think you only get that because you're kind of allowed to be off the hook a bit yeah you know you're allowed you're to not yeah you're not you you're not writing you're not pitching yeah so you're not con confined by yeah. characters from yeah. some from one place you can just oh, write speaking whatever of, i've got to tell you a story this is great um so anyway that that's fun and and i've been uh kind of trying to co-pitch with a few people different things i i find that the most satisfying things for me projects that i've done have been projects where i have come up with the seed of an idea and somebody else is running with it so i came up with this idea and i posted it on twitter right it's frankendred right so the idea is that it's just called frankendred i did this drawing of this kind of frankensteinian monster who thinks it's judge dread effectively it's sort of got the dread helmet's got this big iron jaw um literal iron jaw and uh rob williams emailed me said this is a brilliant idea pitch this immediately to 2008 he says i have no story or plot he says doesn't matter it is such a brilliant idea pitch it to 2008 i would i would buy this right this second so i contacted a, a writer friend of mine he went this is a great idea i think of a plot he thought of a whole plot great uh explains everything explains why there is a frank and dread uh and so on and um we put together a pitch, put in some artwork, and put. And, and I'm, you know, there's a kind of. I have a obviously I have history with 2080, um, but one of the things that that um, one of the problems I have with 2080 is that I've never particularly had a project that that people come away going, that's his signature, that's his signature project. You know, you can when you talk about Brian Boland in 2080, you go Judge Death. You know, there are or, or uh, Dave Gibbons. You talk about Road Trooper. There, there are characters that are so strongly associated with a, an artist. I mean, for me, maybe Judge Dredd. You know, if anyone knows me from 2008, it's maybe Dredd, but there's no other other thing. So Frank and Dredd was, was going to be it. And the idea would be this is a kind of a thing that thinks it's Judge Dredd, wanders across the, uh, the cursed earth, uh, finding other monsters and fighting them. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a monster of the week sort of story, but with yeah. this this Judge Dread thing, and I thought, this is perfect for me. I get to draw monsters. I get to draw a Dread-like thing who's actually a monster. It's amazing. So um, we sent it all, uh, off, and to paraphrase the return email, yeah, I, I don't like the idea. <laughs> I don't like the idea of Frank and, Stred, Frank and Dread. I feel it diminishes the character of Dread. <laughs> so that was shot down immediately. <laughs> So I phoned my friend Rob and says, you were so wrong. <laughs> he goes, yeah, that, that, I, I don't understand that either. Rob's like, yeah, so we're up now. It was yeah. terrible idea. <laughs> so anyway, not all pitches go well. And I really, I was really upset about it because I thought this is a pretty strong pitch. It wasn't just that I thought it was a good pitch. It's that I thought if I were drawing this and it was in 2008, it would be the project people would associate yeah. with my name. And, and, you know, I could draw the shit out of this. Like this would be a good thing for me. So. So, but this, uh, but it's partly as well why I want to write my own stuff. I don't want to be beholden necessarily to an editor or a publisher. Yeah. I want to write the story I want to write, and then just you know, so, and I have so many ideas. I think this is fun for me. I would like this. Now, the problem is you don't necessarily know if they're fun for anyone else. It doesn't matter. Like you're you're doing what Stallone did. Nobody was nobody was casting him, so he wrote a film for himself. Yeah, yeah. Like and and. The thing is, as well, you don't want, to, like you say, you don't want to be beholden to someone. If you had a sent it off, obviously the writer that you sent it to did a really good job. You were happy with it, happy enough to pitch it. Yeah, yeah it was if just the core it, concept. If you, <laughs> if you, but if you just sent it off to somebody else and they came back, they'd spent time, yeah, yeah, doing something, and it came back and it wasn't very good. Yeah. Then you have to tell them, like, yeah. I actually don't like well, what yeah, you've done with this, also, and you have there's to. A risk, there's a risk too, where where you give 
you know, you come up with an idea and you give it to someone and you have to be fully prepared to let go of it then because you can't just go, oh, I, I'm going to micromanage every decision you make yeah. on this because yeah. because it's my idea and it's not yours. Yeah. You want to be able to go, this is the core of what I want to do and I want to do this and this and this. And you have to know exactly how much stuff you want to be invested yeah. in it. And you get me and you get me from A to B yeah, to yeah. C. Or, know, or with... I mean, with, with, um, with the writer on this, it was more along the lines of, I want to do a Frank and Dread. I don't know how. I don't know how we're going to get there. I don't know how you know how you're going to explain it. But this is the idea, and the idea is this monster of the week thing, and it wanders from yeah. place to place. And maybe part of its, you know, part of its body is actually Dread, and part of its body is a psychic judge, and that's why it's attracted to these big areas of psychic danger, and and so and and that that ex explains that. But I don't care beyond that. I don't care. You yeah. know, if you if you turn around and go, yeah, we're fighting a big giant swamp creature now, I'd go fucking great. Yeah, I'll have that. Or you know, it's Godzilla versus yeah. the yeah. Frankenstein. Fucking great. I'll next have week, that. next week, vampires. Yeah, whatever. You're like, okay, I'm, great. Okay, I'm good with all yeah. those things. But I think like when we wrote when we wrote Terran Omega. Yeah. Like which was in the anthology, Broken Frontier anthology. Like that's exactly what you did. You came to me with a story. I micromanage the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't feel like I mean, none of this dialogue works for me. <laughs> none of it. I'll change all of it. There, the, the, but You're the right dialogue, there, Ron. You still with us? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the dialogue was over. Was overly long. I'd never written a comic. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, written for a comic before. But the core story yeah. that I came up with remained. Yeah. We just we just punched it up. Yeah. So like I I think that I don't think you need to worry about micromanaging. That was and it's a it was a good fun collaborative yeah. process. That I think turned out really fun. Yeah. Um. And I think 2000 AD are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not. I mean, they know what they. No, I. I think you know editors know what they like, and there's yeah. no point. You know, there's no point in them kind of going, yeah. But uh, it's just it's quite funny how how much it he really. You could see the recoil in his face. <laughs> As you read the email, you go, "Oh, he did not like this at all." <laughs> this is uh, like, this is like. <laughs> that's such a shame because it sounds like something I would have really yeah, enjoyed. Well, I think so too. And the problem with it is too, it's, I actually think the reason it works as an idea is because of the connection to Dread's world. Yeah. You know, you you can have a monster wandering. I mean, we were even one of the names we were talking about was calling it the Cursed Earth because it works for. The idea of this cursed monster because the yeah. cursed earth is the part of dread's world that's a radioactive wasteland it's already called the cursed earth and there was a cursed earth series with dread uh in it and to call it the cursed earth but to be about a uh, kind of this monster who is cursed yeah you know as it as it wandered the earth was it just it just all fitted together beautifully and but it didn't go anywhere but that's you know that's part of why i want it. and also um i like the idea of writing and drawing stuff that is free but i tell you something see if i can drawing stuff like somebody goes to me here's a here's my idea i i the i'm right now i'm doing this um uh, world of tanks with garth Ennis. this is the second series we've done um i think i'm going to be doing a graphic novel with garth and that's going to be more world war ii stuff that's on the down low between us and you. <laughs> just between don't us don't mention don't mention this to anyone uh but that's going to be seven months or eight months of, yeah. of, of my life gone. Yeah. You know, whereas I know it's, I mean, it's not like Garth's going to knock it up in an afternoon, but it's, you know, I know it's not going to be like eight months. I mean, with World of Tanks, whenever I, I started it, um, it's it's about six or seven months that I've been working on it. And I Garth had all five scripts finished before I even started. He's like, here you go. I'm going, whoa, he just wrote that. And like, and I, I whoa, they're all really good. Like, there's no, no two ways about it. Yeah. But it, it's like, whoa, there's, when you're a writer, you can just come up with ideas and move on to the next thing. When you're an artist, it's like, I come up with an idea. I'm going to be spending quite a lot 
long time <laughs> with this idea now. You know. Um, um, you were talking about the books um, that you'd been reading about writing. Yeah. Ha yeah. Have you have you read uh, Into the Woods? I've got Into the Woods. I haven't started you it. Haven't read no, it yet. I've, I've literally just started it. What surprised me about Into the Woods, I think, was I was expecting it to be an older book. Yeah. Know, I was expecting it to have been written. 30 years ago but yeah. all the references talking about are fairly contemporary yeah. all fairly modern up, up to date it's, it's funny because I'm I'm trying to I'm tr I mean I'm trying to approach it not from a prose point of view but from yep. a not even a screenwriting point of view but from comics yeah. and comics are a different kind of beast from all of these things where, where uh, a lot of screenwriting things I've been reading they talk about you know you need this dramatic reveal on page this and the, uh, which is minute whatever yeah. um, comics are a different form and so so the dramatic moments happen in a different way and the beats are different so yeah. uh, but I think so, the, assen the, assen <clears throat> the essential theory is there like just because, oh, yeah, they're, yeah. Just because they're saying you need a dramatic or a love, no, 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 love interest that. at no, no, moment no, no, 25 like yeah. it's all there so, but, but, I think, but I feel like part of part of what I need to explore is how to write dialogue how to write good dialogue yeah. um, because so much of comics is about the dialogue and, and so much of that has got to be sort of natural sounding I think I've got a reasonable ear for that I yeah. think I, like, I feel like dialogue is always something that smacks me in the face yeah. and I and I, I never understand how other people don't see it or hear it. Yeah. Like, uh, there's whenever people say someone's name when they're yeah. talking to them, I haven't said your name once probably since we've started this. At no time did I say, and what did you think of that, PJ? I've, I've like, said I, your name a few times, but mostly I only, only because I've struggled to remember it. <laughs> so, so every time I go to mention it, I kind of get it slightly uh, wrong. Stuart. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm yeah, always so calling you wrong because you look alike. I mean, you've got you don't look alike. You've just got beards and glasses, and I only fixate on one single human feature, <laughs> and you've got like two that are too similar. <laughs> but I like that you're wearing a hat. That's helped a That's, lot. Is that helpful? <laughs> That's helped okay. a lot. Okay. If it could say Scott Again, above one, it. one, one, one for the radio listeners. <laughs> I agree, hat man. <laughs> it's much like what Bulging Crotch was saying earlier. <laughs> Uh, for listeners, uh, I've got a really bulging crotch. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so dialogue, so, when you when so when when you notice bad dialogue, I notice. Yeah, I tend to yeah. notice bad dialogue. Not saying I could write really good dialogue, but I just I, yeah. I feel like I notice bad well, dialogue, not, and I can I can. So, sometimes I think I would have been a really good yeah. uh, script editor, script yeah. doctor, because. I can I I when I when I read it and when I hear it it just it's like yeah, jars and, it's yeah. just god that that's yeah. just wrong and sometimes it's only a word yeah and but it just kind of feels like it sticks to me but I find I I I have um, into the woods and I've read yeah. it it's it's terrific yeah really really interesting yeah um, to me it feels like to me that I I've got I've got all the right bits to to write stuff I just have never assembled it together in the right into way. some sort of Franken. Stein yeah, yeah. Type. I am obsessed with Frankensteinian things. I concede. Um, yeah, so so it's just about assembling all that stuff and then sitting it right now and then thinking, should I get someone else to draw it? I think uh, uh, Declan was quite smart to get Phil Barrett to to draw his first kind of major graphic novel because when you realise that you've got to draw the thing yourself, you're suddenly going, oh no, I only liked writing it because I didn't have to. Draw, <laughs> didn't have to draw. That's a muscle that you you. It's worth flexing. Is is, yeah. is writing for someone else? It is, yeah. So, Ron, how how do you feel? Do, do you notice good writing, bad writing? You I mean you like Alan Moore's writing? That's what, all. What, what's that's that implying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Moore is a really good writer. That's, Alan Moore is a really good writer. I haven't read anything Alan Moore has done in a very long time now. Has he done anything? Ever well, I mean, time? he kind of worked on those. Uh, what was it, Providence or was it? Oh yeah, yeah. 
I've been doing those books. I read one of those, and they're really quite. Oh. They're they're stronger than the horror line than I really yeah, I'm interested go, in. Yeah. Kind of yeah. not not that I'm squeamish in any way. It's just I I've just never really dug horror comics. You know? Yeah. Um, See, as you get older, you realise there's a lot of things you just can't be arsed doing. <laughs> I can't be arsed with that. That seems like a lot of effort. And I, I've I've read I haven't read Alan Moore's Jerusalem yet, even though it's kind of hanging around over my head here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. There's a copy of it knocking around. Um, you know, if I ever need to club Susie to death, I think, <laughs> I think Jerusalem is probably the yeah. the most sensible weapon to hand. <laughs> the optimum weapon usage. But yeah. um, no, I mean I I've kind of fallen out of love with comics in general, and I kind of need to find my way back into it. So really, what I'm looking for is either suggestions from yourselves or from the listeners. From the to, listeners, from what's what, good? What I should be reading? I'm and I should tell you this now. I'm really not that into superheroes. Yes, that that's been clear for a long time though. But I mean, there's so many Hellboy esque things out there. Is it is it is it that there there are too well, long? There's too much, much of yeah, it. Well, much too... like what we were saying uh, last week about about Netflix and just watching the same stuff. That yeah. I mean, I mean, I got super excited about like the reissues of all the Hellboy stuff that's coming yeah. up. Yeah. And I was like, I can read all these again in a new format. <laughs> <laughs> You know they're they're repackaging all my old all my old favorite Hellboy comics into new trade paperbacks. You know and, and the complete Hellboy. Yeah. So I have them all pre-ordered in Amazon for comics <laughs> that I have in multiple formats already. But you know this will be in a handier, smaller size. Uh, yeah, I'm regretting buying the library editions of them all because they are buggers to try and read. Not they as are very not as big. much not as difficult as the original art size books, which are mental things mm. to try and read. But yeah. I, every time one of those comes out, there's there's um. There is the Bernie Wrightson Frankenstein yeah. um, one, which I will probably, <gasps> yeah, which I think that's probably the one that, that I many, will. There couldn't be that many illustrations to that get. because I mean, are they printing all the text big? What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> I don't. Is it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Unless he did more illustrations that maybe yeah. weren't used, something I don't know. I, that might be one that, that would get be a, a folio rather than a book. Then rather than the book, yeah, that yeah. could be right actually. But I, every time one comes out, I think. God, that looks amazing. And then I, I see them in a shop. Just mm-hmm. go, where the fuck would I put that? Yeah. That's gonna. Do you know where that's gonna go? Up the side of my bookshelf. Yeah. And never be, uh, you know, and never be yeah. taken so, out so again. Never fall over and flatten Ralphie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as 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 the Magnolia verse sort of is winding there's, down and coming to an end. Is it? End. Is it winding down? I, feel, I, I think it is. There's BPRD and there's the, the... I think it's coming the, to an end as the, well. BPRD has been published in the issue in nearly a year. Isn't there... Oh, right, okay. What's the Black Hand? Is it the Black Hand? The Black I think Skull or that something? one's kind of on its way to... I mean, I, I could be talking completely out of my ass here. Yeah. But, but I kind of... Um, I feel this, this level of I, lack I, of expertise isn't really going to let us down. Well, I, I kind of was browsing through Wikipedia and all, and in my head I'm forming this giant chart of like how to get all of the comics from this entire universe yeah. in, in whatever the cheapest format is that isn't digital because yeah. I, want the, I want to read them. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, do, you, do you know what I've gone back to? Uh, Commando comics. Those little digest size comics that are really yeah. awesome. I really like them because they're black and white, and and you can you know they're. they're and you really small. hate colors getting work. I, really, <laughs> I, hate, I hate colors. I just don't like them. Actually, I got we we had talked about this whenever I saw you last. Uh, a friend of my wife's gave me a big box of Commando yeah, comics. Yeah. Um, so I kind of went yes, what, through. Listener, and... what he said was, "Oh, I had a big box of Commando comics. You would have loved, but I gave them away." <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, that is what I said. Um, 
but some of those I always love the art, but I find the dialogue at times oh, yeah, yeah. is... It's, it's is, uber rendered as, yeah, as all get like, but is, the artwork's um, beautiful. But yeah, the artwork's fantastic. And Come even on, it, chums, let's settle these jerrys. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's not that. It's that, that there is... They do they use captions a lot. And they use yeah. captions a lot because the format, the sort of two panels per page. When I was younger, it felt like what was happening was you'd read a caption and the caption would say, uh, Commander Smith handed John a cup of tea. And John and Commander Smith were handing each other a cup of tea. And John's going, here, Commander Smith, have a cup of tea. And it would know, be like that. Everything would just be explained yeah, the in the one, caption. I don't know, so you I don't could know read it. Was... But it's not like that. Now, now that I'm older and I'm reading it back, what tends to happen is they fill out a lot of the storytelling gaps that, that, that because, the, because the moment-to-moment you know, comic stuff is harder to do in that format because there are less panels. Um, quite a lot of the stuff is filled in by those captions. There's quite a lot of kind of, you know, uh, Sergeant Smith had always hated the Nazis since he was a boy, and then you see Sergeant Smith shooting at them going, you bloody Nazis, you know, and it, it fills out that kind of back history of, of a character. Yeah. Um, and so, there, so I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, some of them are clunky as all get out. Some of them are, are quite good, but I think the more modern ones are probably better, but not as well drawn, I don't think. Okay. I think the older ones tend to be yeah, prettier. The, the, old, the older ones that I was looking at, the art was fantastic, but it felt like they had adapted a prose yeah. novel into to fit these forms and they were yeah. having to fill in a lot of gaps with <clears throat> with text yeah. um but the art was 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 certainly really nice but what i find interesting i think it's still up i think they are still taking submissions you had posted i think, the submission I think they guidelines. open the submission guidelines yeah. every so often but it's interesting to see what they are and aren't looking for yeah um and i think from for any writers looking for it like you should go and read yeah. what they want because what they want are war stories with no war which is yeah. which I which I find really interesting. That's always the stuff that I find kind of the most compelling. Yeah. The the bits in Band of Brothers when they aren't fighting, um, and that's uh, and that's what they're looking for. To be for, fair, which they I have find... covered a lot of war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've covered and every single thing. Yeah, and They've that's covered... not what they're. Yeah. That's obviously what not what they're looking for right now, which I think opens up. Yeah. Um, which I think opens it up. But are they still publishing it's always, in the it's always, same? It's more interesting, I think. I, I mean. From their perspective, it's probably more interesting a story where where two officers or you know two brothers are in the army in the same rank and hate each other than it is that you know a Nazi and a, a, a British soldier are at each or other's fighting throats. to the death. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. that's that's more interesting. I mean, more are they still there. publishing now in the same digest size oh, God, yeah, like yeah. thing? And it's still go, it's, it's still, still going. going. They're up to issue four and a half thousand or something. They're yeah, latrines of the Western Front. <laughs> well, no, but there's the the two that are right now. I can't remember. One of them's called. Land girls, it's about the land girls. Different. <laughs> You're starting to go fuzzy now. This is what happens to you when we've been recording too long. You start going a bit fuzzy around the edges. <laughs> it's been known to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of fancy the idea of doing one of those. I've always loved those formats, those, those little. Because I keep thinking, hey, if I write a story that's sixty-four pages, and, and those pages are like they're a four. Uh, well, they're actually they're A five in size. I yeah. could draw, I could draw A five pages all day long. I could draw ten pages a day with no problem whatsoever. If I wrote a story that would fit that, you know. So, um, I love the format. I don't know if you could find anywhere to print it. I don't know if that's the only can be printed by their machines in, oh, in wherever. Oh yeah, sure. And sure. they do. They publish four comics a fortnight, I think. And uh, usually where do two you get, of them where are do you get them from? Any news agents. Any news agents? I might pick, I might pick some up. Pick, Go to pick some up. Yeah, Look I might, I might pick some up, like for for maybe and read them for yeah, just, for next episode. Yeah. You said that, and I was like, 
Where are news agents? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Can I get them news... digitally? Yes, you can. You can get really? them on Comixology. They have oh, their own. Boo. They have they have their own Commando app, but that's only for monthly subscriptions. And the Commando app is stinky. It is a stinker. Um, you monthly can't... subscriptions. Yes, yeah, so you can sign up for it, and then you can you know, pay every month and get the whole. Oh, so, so what Ron does? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not read them on and that. And not read them. Yeah. Well, then, like, but the thing is that format actually probably works quite well on the smaller iPads, whereas ordinary comics wouldn't do that yeah, double yeah, page yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've bought, there's a couple of them I've bought because they all every British artist in the I mean they've been going since the 60s, 69 I think it was the I mean, 1969 was the first issue, 68, 69. Um, so they've had every single artist. Cam Kennedy's done a bunch of them. This stuff's amazing looking, you know. So um, and I and but the thing is you can buy. Like if you like a certain artist, you can start going looking for the issues because they reprint them every several years. Oh right. So you know if you don't get a really good issue, you know if it's issue one thousand two hundred, it might be issue four thousand three hundred, or it might be issue two thousand nine hundred. You know do they saying? have a way for you to find that? The, like, I, the, do I they find have if the... you Google, if you start googling Commando Comics with the artist name, you'll find. You'll find um, and does, does, and does it and have stuff? the reprint number as well? So if it was originally issue one thousand and whatever, well, and I, it's now I went, I went looking. I went looking for a bunch of Cam Kennedy ones, and I found one called I think it was called the Scream Screaming Eagle or Flying Eagle, and um, it it had recently been reprinted, and it was so recently reprinted you could buy the digital one on the Comicsology app. Okay, but I also bought the old printed the original print one to see, just to, it's nice to compare them. And weirdly, the the, the Comicsology app slightly nicer than the, the print because I think they they reshot it from the film. So oh, of, right, so they're okay. not just they're not just because I mean one of the problems with two thousand eighties stuff is often with the reprints they've got to reshoot from printed comics because they no longer have the film but they they've archived all this stuff really well so they can reshoot from the film and get better quality than they they did the okay. first time around so um but yeah it's I mean, got to be like a two-man operation or something running commando comics <laughs> you would think so you would think so or maybe someone's forgotten about it's it. one like bloke a, in the basement it's just a father and son <laughs> operation and he's raised them since you know, the family business since the we, war we, we put out commando comics that's all we that's do. what we do son well they, they i think as I remember reading somewhere that, that the whole point of those digest size comics was that they could print them on the printing presses between big printing jobs. So they would, you know, because the presses were constantly going. So it was it was more expensive to stop them for, right. for a week with when there was no work on than it was just to keep churning stuff out. So they would use this downtime to churn these, these books out. Um, I doubt that's the case now because no one prints on newsprint anymore except Commando Comics. Which is still quite nice. You know, yeah, so got that I nice love I texture. love that kind of matted matte yeah. texture. Character name for you there. Matt texture. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I there's a there's in 2008 there's an expression quack and blag which means you know it's just Thar going oh fuck's sake, and uh, I thought quack and blag's a great name for a villain. <laughs> quack and blag. I was I was just gonna say it always bummed me out whenever uh, Constantine Hellblazer was the last comic that I remember still being printed on matte paper. Yeah. And they kind of held that out for like way longer than anybody else did. I think Hellboy was like that was another holdout for a while. Um but Hell uh, but Hellblazer just and I yeah. just loved getting it every month and it was just on that like the texture of it was so nice. Yeah. Um we should try and get somebody from somebody from Commando Comics will come on the podcast. Not after the things you've said. <laughs> <laughs> Either of you to have the Disney Life app? I have a young child so yes. Okay. <laughs> It's fucking brilliant. Is the first is the first thing I'm is gonna this, say. Is this Ralphie's opinion or yours? No, this is my opinion. Okay. This is my opinion. The Disney Life app is on Apple, 
Android, your TV. Yeah. You can get it on everything. It's on and your phone. It it's on do? your iPad. It's Netflix, but with Disney. Okay. And Disney are pulling all of their content off Netflix over the next two years. So it has all the it has all the Disney animations. It has all the it has, it has the complete Disney back catalog minus Song of the South. Um. <laughs> And the complete Pixar back catalogue, including all the shorts. Yeah. For a lot of the movies, and I say a lot, I mean a lot, it has the DVD special features. Oh, really? Okay. There are massive documentaries about... It has the Tron uh, co- uh, cartoon It has series, the Tron cartoon series. I watched a video yesterday that was like a little eight-minute piece of has Walt Disney. It as well on there. It has, and we'll it, get to, I'll get to that. Okay, sorry. Well, <laughs> sorry, I didn't realise you were in charge of this section. It has... Uh, it has I watched a little... one eight, second of power and he's away. Eight-minute video of Walt Disney explaining how they invented the multiplane camera and how it works. And racism. And, yeah. <laughs> and, well, it's more anti-Semitism, but... You know. Hey, kids, here's racism. <laughs> and here's how it works. The multiplane camera and how different it, how it yeah. works differently from regular from regular style animation. I watched an hour-long documentary last night on the making of Snow White, mm-hmm. the original uh, the original animated <clears throat> film. Um, they have educational books that you can use on the iPad and iPhone apps that are interactive and sing-along and like touch screen yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's four ninety nine a month. It's yeah. for fucking nothing. Oh, is that all it is? It's four ninety nine a month. I spent nine quid, ten nine ninety nine in January buying Ralphie the three Toy Story movies what on iTunes. Ungrateful bastard. I know. And he, <laughs> and he only watches them twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's that nine ninety nine is two months yeah. of of the Disney Life app. There, there are it there has lots all of, of the Star Wars st- shorts. It's got Star Wars it's Rebels. Got, it's on got there. the Rebels. It's Doesn't got have the Star Wars movies on it though. Does no, it? that they are still under. Yeah, thing, still but under, they will. But they, they will, will eventually. Come. And it doesn't Presumably have the Marvel stuff. It doesn't have. It has a lot all of the Marvel, all the Marvel stuff. shorts. It's uh, twenty nineteen is the cutoff uh, for when the Marvel. Uh, contract expires with Netflix. At, at that point, will, will the price go up on the Disney thing? At that point, I think there's a ch- I think there's a chance, but Disney are already starting to put into production their own programming. And I know Disney Channel make app, but, well, but I mean uh, things Vin, that are I'm not Vince Vaughn. The other guy, um, John Favreau, John Favreau is going to be helming a, 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 a series, starting a, a Star yeah. Wars series, isn't he? So or, yeah. yeah, and that's going to be for the Disney standalone app. Yeah. So it's not going to Disney Channel. It's not going to whatever other channels they put it out to. You can watch live TV through yeah. the app. I don't know why you would want to, but you can do it. Um, like for four ninety nine a month, it's. Yeah. It's ridiculous. If you've Even, got kids, it's absolutely essential. Yeah. Yeah. I'd pay four ninety nine a month for the Pixar back catalogue. Yeah. If that's all it was, if it was just a Pixar app and it was all the movies in HD with all the special features plus all the Pixar shorts, that's worth four ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of my main gripes about iTunes at the minute is just that none of the Disney stuff is going to be in 4K. Yeah. And I think it's because they're, save, they're saving everything for for their own service. For their own stuff, yeah. And plus... It, I mean, this is Thor. To... Thor is on is not in 4K. The and only yet you the can only... buy a 4K Blu-ray of it. A 4K... Yeah, the, the only Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, 4K release is Spider-Man, and that's because it's Sony. It's Sony. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you reckon that's it's Disney holding yeah, on to they, 4K they, for they, the? It was pretty much a, it was pretty public about <clears> it at the start. <throat> now, I mean, there's potential that you know, come somewhere that they could Apple could announce we've done a deal with Disney, and now everything's going to be yeah. 4K. Yeah. But, but um, I find the prices for Disney. 
always kind of extortionate. You never get good Blu-ray deals on Disney stuff. They always kind of have a set price. It's the same yeah. on iTunes. Every now and again, maybe one film will pop up at slightly cheaper. Disney, but it's 19 Disney, Disney are doing the their board. best to prevent their stuff being a commodity, being a, you know... Disney held out for years. I mean, they never... I mean, you could not get their movies on VHS at the start. I mean, they held out for a really, really long time. Mm. It, was, it wasn't until the 90s that you could get that they Disney started, movies yeah. on VHS. And even yeah. then... They had the, the moratorium system, so they kind of, they released Snow White, they made a big deal about Snow White being out in video, and then after, I think it was like 18 months or so, they took it off the market again, and yeah. then, you know, maybe 10 years later, it was like, Snow White's back again, you can yeah. buy it again, you know, th that's, they've always tried to sort of, they've jealously they don't guarded their IP, you know? They don't want to devalue those things at all, is, is, yeah. is the thing. It's kind of a bit like what they used to do with their movies in the cinema, you know, every, because Snow White every sort of decade or so it was in the cinema again yeah. you know before people were able to buy buy vhs and then they and the, they, the thing i watched last night it said it ran in the in the original theater run it ran for 18 months <laughs> right like that, uh, that you just, can you imagine that's slow that time now? that's what slow time was like i know can you imagine that now 19 i think it was, was 1937 i keep remember i keep trying i keep remembering the summer of i think it was 82 when clash of the titans came out or 84 was clash of the titans and the entire summer was taken up looking forward to yeah. Clash of the I remember My kids spent four seconds looking forward to something, see yeah. it, and then own it on Blu-ray, and yeah. two minutes later, it's like crazy. <laughs> I think E.T. was in the cinema for nine months or something yeah. like that. Like, like it, that just doesn't happen no. anymore. And I, you know, I don't know whether it's it's a there was less. There's so many things. Coming yeah. Up. Well, you know, so again, part of, part of it is that there there is an aftermarket. You know. Yeah. When when movies. Did, you know, whenever a movie left the cinema back then, that was it gone. You you were not going to see it again unless it was shown on TV. Yeah. Um. But now you know, there's obviously there's another opportunity to sell sell it to you again six months time. You know. So. But also, a... cinemas didn't have. I mean, the, the physical limits of how many films you could hold and keep hold of, and then and then you you know you wanted to maximise the amount of people coming in to see that, and you had no other films that yeah. would get those numbers anyway. Whereas now it's like, right, we've got the most we'll ever get. Let's get next film up there, next film up there. Well, yeah, everything's opening weekend now. So mm. you, you get maybe two weeks out of it and you yeah. really want to bleed it for those two weeks. Oh, Black Panther's done really, really well and has stuck in there for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think I haven't seen it yet to my shame. But if I if I wanted to see it in the cinema now, I think I still can. Yeah, and it's yeah, been out can. for it's you know It's been out for longer than I would have expected. It, it says it an awful lot about, about an underserved market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which obviously we're well qualified to talk about. You, you, you haven't. You've refused to see it until they include a, a fat bearded man, haven't you? It's, 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 it's got to be, totally got to be in the director's cut. On the a... other hand, you've seen quite a lot of Santa movies. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that's. <laughs> believe, believe me, the number of times I've seen Captain Ron. <laughs> You've been listening to episode two of the Sunnyside podcast show. If you have anything you want us to talk about, if you want to say hello, if you want to send us something, please, if you want to sponsor us, we'll drive in a leaf car around in <laughs> the Great Adventure. We talked about that at yeah. The start. yeah, big shout out to Nissan and <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Any of those companies. If you're, you're, looking, if you're looking for a way to get your message out to 10 or 12 people, <laughs> we're not one of those indie podcasts who. We'll, won't chill your product we will sell out hard yeah <laughs> hard and, and fast faster and cheaper than you would imagine <laughs> good night <laughs>